0: well this it whole all. this whole morning, in the words of Ray Haynes has been <laughs> 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 victory bomb is all right, um only because folks are asking uh, well, I do want to repeat this all of these segments of Ray's <laughs> teaching is posted at the Risenstein and the mm-hmm. victory Facebook pages, and the notes are up there, and if you want last year's teachings and the teachings before that, there is a link it says. Click on the following link for all of Ray's teachings. <laughs> just so you won't be confused. Okay. And just
1: as a bit of a spoiler, tomorrow, we're going to oh, take the second...
0: Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> we're going to take the second half. We win. I Yes, that is the whole point. <laughs> and so I got to say, I love absolutely love Passover. I love everything about Passover. Mm. I, I love just dwelling in just everything about it. But Passover without the feast of first fruits is like when i don't know if you if you're old enough to have gone to any of those plays back in the 70s and jesus christ superstar and all of those yeah they leave them on the cross Mm -hmm. and they fade out plays over Mm -hmm. that's passover without the feast of first fruits (laughs) you know if you've celebrated good friday and uh easter or resurrection sunday but you've not encountered the Feast of First Fruits, and as that Resurrection Sunday, you have missed massive, massive pictures, yeah. massive understanding of who Jesus is to you as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You can't get that in with without attaching it to the feast that it's a part of that's been going on since the Garden of Eden. It's been shadowing all the way here. And so when you stop and look at that and go back to Egypt and then look at the resurrection, you're going to go, oh, wow. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. It's the shadow. It's pointing to Jesus. So tomorrow we're going to really dig into that. And I got to say, it's one of the coolest. One of my favorite things is that part. So mm-hmm. that's I Can't won't spoil wait. it. Won't mm. spoil it. But mm. I'm just telling you, it's it's, a, it's the cool thing. Mm. We were just talking about the elements of Passover. Mm-hmm. So we're going to run down a few other things. Again, Passover is for you and your family to sit and have a meal with Jesus. All right, you can eat what you want. You can do whatever you want. There's a few things that are important, and there's a few things that, you know, you want to avoid. Uh, one of those would be unleavened bread or just the fluffy bread because this particular one, for seven days, it's a feast of unleavened bread, and it mm-hmm. all points to Jesus. So, you know, you could eat bread, but, you know, the, kind of the point of the feast is that you don't, and it, there's a point to it. So. Even Martin's potato rolls? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Okay. Like, now, but, but here is the thing. Let me just throw this out while we're in this everybody seems to get get focused then on the cracker and the unleavened bread as representing jesus's body Mm. but here's the thing it's only at passover the rest of the the rest of the year when you have communion or you're taking the body of jesus you you do the other bread you do the fluffy bread and the reason is at passover uh yeast represents sin mm-hmm. and pride right. but the rest of the time it's the showbread and so the yeast actually represents the holy spirit so when you go through the rest of your year and you're still mm. having a cracker you're actually taking communion without the holy spirit who he sent to you to give you into a further knowledge so that's what uh, all of these little things Mm. they have their purposes and their their parts Mm. and so at passover it is a cool thing to to take that moment and and fast from that if if that appeals to you but we've done it a lot of different ways and i'll I'll share a little bit about that i think it's in this section pretty sure it's in the section but i'll tell you anyways (laughs) well let me give i'll give you the section then i'll I'll explain that so the next part is the matzah the unleavened bread the israelites are fleeing egypt they had no time for it to rise and so it's called the bread without leaven or the bread without pride and Mm -hmm. sin so the feast of unleavened bread begins the day after passover and it's celebrated for one week you get rid of all the yeast in your house so that's no regular bread for a week the reason well no leaven and you also eat with all your clothes clothes on ready, ready to go like you're ready to leave is because we live clothed in Christ and no longer see sin as our home mm-hmm. that's really really important we can't let little sins creep into our lives and go unchecked because if we get distracted we might find ourselves in the world Egypt while our people and God have left us with our destiny mm-hmm. oh. that's why it's so dangerous so here's the question now for me I'm kind of a literalist, so I'm, I go the seven weeks, we, I do Unleavened Bread. But that's just because I, I find that a- appealing because it's, it's something that Jesus has already fasted more than enough for us, but he does say when you fast, so mm-hmm. he does expect mm-hmm. us to fast from things. So here's the deal. Um, it's going to teach me a lesson, so I'm going to do that and really, really enjoy it. But bread and yeast are not your enemy my question to you really honestly is what is your enemy you need to find out what's in your life because chances are that would be the better thing to fast from this week you could do the Mm -hmm. bread but i I just remember the day where we all sat around and we we are those smartphone people you know center the smartphone sitting in front of the tv on the computer and so we wrote leaven on a piece of paper we taped it to the tv and the computer for a week and every time we looked at it it brought passover and it brought the feast of unleavened bread to life in wow. very real ways. Wow. Because it was real to us because mm-hmm. he was trying to point out sin and pride. He's not making you an enemy of leaven. So it's what is it mm-hmm. really, really about in your life? Right. So you can What shift. is the
0: thing we need to maybe we've been putting before God, making an idol.
1: Mm-hmm. And see, we are the bread. Ultimately, we're the bread. Mm-hmm. So leaven are used to sin and the sin of pride causes us to puff up and think we're better than our mm-hmm. others and when we become christians we get rid of all of our sin we become unleavened bread so matzah reminds us that one day we'll live in heaven with new bodies that have no sin that's the whole point of that so i want to celebrate that for a week yes but the point is if i'm struggling with something it'd be it'd be also wise i don't have to leave off the unleavened bread but i to also embrace that but here's the thing if you want your kids to grow and and proceed with you in this sometimes forcing them into a fast isn't the best call sometimes uh, demonstrating in front of them the things that are your struggles and be- are much more beneficial. Excellent. Excellent. It teaches them lessons. So, sure. again, I just want to throw out that that verse again, uh, that tradition. It's a beautiful thing, but it also uh, makes the Word of God powerless. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to insert, to allow the power of the Word, the Word of God to affect you or to take it away from people. Mm-hmm. So be careful about that. So these things are so awesome, but you don't want to get hyper-focused and then miss God. Hmm. all right so that's the matzo we'll dig into a little bit deeper tomorrow because we'll be dealing into the part that is the body of jesus specifically the on a a jewish home you'll have a roasted lamb bone in in a christian's home you'll have lamb but the reason is it's a reminder of the temple sacrifice the first passover lamb Mm -hmm. jesus they um they don't eat the lamb anymore because they can't sacrifice a lamb they don't have a temple so we obviously he was the perfect sacrifice once for all so when we repented of our sins that we have the sacrifice lamb (laughs) he's everywhere we go so we can eat the lamb and enjoy the lamb and the significant part for me of this is when you think about the lamb is when Jesus said uh, to them the disciples I am the door of the sheep that picture of that door I know you guys had uh, a great picture at church that that he did of that Um, I want you to put yourself in Egypt for a moment and you're at the door. You have to sacrifice this lamb, all right? So here's what happens. The man of the house looks into the face of the lamb and slits its throat. Mm. So there's a responsibility. This is, you're dying for me. So blood runs down on his feet. Uh, it's like when you camp out, you have to put a ditch around your tent. Mm-hmm. So you have a ditch around the house. And so all this blood's running into this ditch in 600,000 homes. This <laughs> blood is running, all right? So he then takes a hyssop branch with one hand, and he, he is, I'm using my left hand, putting it on the left side. Dips down, runs blood on the right side of it. Takes, dips again, goes up on the top. So what you have now is you have this doorway of blood, Mm-hmm. but you also have the guy mm-hmm. blood's run down his left yep. blood's down on his right mm-hmm. up above it's sprinkled on his head and uh, and that's all over his feet because he did the crucifixion mm-hmm. i mean he he died yeah. i mean he, when he killed the lamb it poured out over his feet mm-hmm. so here's this guy standing there for thousands of years every passover to be a demonstration of what jesus would look like hanging on the cross beautiful picture mm-hmm. for us
0: and the four sides of that are that door. It's all covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, on the web right now, Ray, over there, on that side of the studio? I am not. Well, if you would click on the Facebook page, the picture that we have posted as the main picture of today's teachings is huh? that Passover door Sweet. with Jesus inside the door. And you see the blood from the hyssop on either side wow, and on the top. And there is the slain lamb look at you see that's an excellent picture Mm. well that's cool because
1: you're gonna watch the number four all through the Passover too there's four sides of that door there's four cups on and Mm -hmm. on we go Wow the four cups of juice or wine represent the blood of the lamb obviously Jesus they mean four things be different I will free you redemption and it's a cup of praise or joy Mm -hmm. all right be different so An important note for you. Let me just cover this because I think it's really, really important. You don't ever fill your cup all the way up. It doesn't matter what you're drinking. Because if if you're using wine, four cups of wine, and you will be in a state that's not really suitable for Passover. If you're using juice, you're in a coma. So either way, it's a bad deal. So (laughs) the reason you have to drink all of it is because it symbolizes that your joy is full. It's really, really mm. important mm-hmm. because even mm-hmm. Jesus w- had to drain that cup. Mm-hmm. You're representing Jesus in this, so every cup is your joy. I'm drinking this, I'm being different, I'm, I'm being freed, I'm being mm-hmm. redeemed. It's my praise, it's my joy. So it's just really important however you handle that. I, I, I say that because people assume I'm not drinking wine, I'm fine, so they, they sugar themselves to death. And, <laughs> and it's, it's really, it really takes the joy out of Passover and. You have Really bad stomach ache. So yeah. there you go. So whatever you drink, don't fill your cup.
0: And if I remember correctly from from Judaism growing up, Welch's grape juice and or the. Uh Passover equivalent of will stain your fine (laughs) tablecloths. Yes. Thanks for the helpful hint. Yes. (laughs) Drink drink it, don't spill it. I was was that guy. (laughs) I was that kid spilling it all over the place. They don't call him David stain for nothing. And and
1: remember, take advantage of those moments because those are beautiful moments. Mm -hmm. Your kid is at some point in a Passover, they're going to spill the the juice or the wine and it's going to stain. And that's the whole point. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. the point. You want to mm-hmm. take that. You want to embrace all of those things because this is no longer, this is our failure. Look what it causes. Wow. I mean, there's all these wow. pictures. Could you call my
0: mom? <laughs> <And> <laughs> She's still it. mad about that tablecloth. <laughs> David was a good boy. <laughs> so, what happened to him? <laughs>
1: so the first cup, kadosh. Now, it's mm-hmm. it's spelled K-I-D-D-U-S-H. Again, that's mm-hmm. why we, if you are not, it, it don't speak Hebrew, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, probably advisable just to do it all in English so mm-hmm. you don't have a, a, an odd-sounding um, Passover. But it means be different, be holy. So Set
0: apart. Set apart. A royal priesthood, you know, a royal nation.
1: When the angels are in have, heaven, they're calling Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. It's holy, holy, holy and it corresponds to the verse i am the lord i will bring you out from under the yoke of the egyptians so do you understand being holy doesn't mean you're better than anyone Mm -hmm. it means you've been separated out for his service this means he's called you out to serve Mm -hmm. those very people that's huge don't miss the the point of it all being different is the first part of being saved everyone's a sinner. God is holy. We cannot be close to him with sin. The punishment for sin is death. He dies for us, punished for us, so we can be close to God. We're no better. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, he's just been punished for us. So with this cup, we set the night aside. It's different from all other nights. And we pray the prayer, the same Baruch atah, except you flip it to the creator of the fruit of the vine.
0: Um, peri,
1: there you go. So um, the other cool thing is you lean to the left and you drink the cup. I, I like that for a couple of reasons. They were slaves, so they didn't get to do that. They were always standing and serving. So now they're royalty. Mm-hmm. That's how they sit. And the other part of that is the right hand is your hand that's the, the the holier or the more special of your hands. So if you ever notice when they're blessing someone, their right hand is on their head. So mm. this hand is the hand you're supposed to hold up the cup with. Um, it's... Um, anything special in that in that service goes with your right hand so you lean on your left so you uh hold up things with your right nowadays of course we sit in chairs so you just kind of tilt to the left a little bit yeah but it works but
0: jesus now sits at the right hand of god
1: ba bam he's special isn't he Very, very special all right last one for today the bitter herbs um If you're an adult, horseradish is phenomenal. It's also great on on lamb. Mm -hmm. If you have kids, I'd recommend parsley. Uh, It recalls the bitterness of slavery. Traditionally, it's grated by hand by the man of the house till he begins to cry. Mm. That's a beautiful picture. Sin, like the bitter herb, tastes sweet at first, but then becomes bitter. Mm. It's a great lesson. Now, I want you to, again, put yourself in the place of Egypt. Put yourself in the place of these guys having this Passover Seder. What was it like to be a slave in Egypt or Goshen? We've, we probably have a bad picture of that. They had houses and doors to put blood on. We don't think of that when we think of slavery. Mm-hmm. They had sufficient flocks to choose a lamb for all 600,000 households. That's a lot of lambs for a group of slaves. They had been slaves for 430 years. Say that. 430 wow. years
0: mm. how long is that long time here's a hint twice as long as america has been in existence that was when the Mayflower set sail, wow.
1: 400 years ago. You're talking King James Bible. You're talking, um, what's the, um, Shakespeare. You're, you're, that's, wow. that's how far back. Think about a few progresses uh, we've made since then, smartphones and whatnot. Now we can sit at the table and and, and beam stuff up back and forth to a satellite, but the, they had been slaves that long. Their identity had been set in this mm-hmm. place that mm. long, all right? so. One funny thing to end with. And uh, Passovers at our house are always just awesome times. I absolutely love it. But I have one particular moment that has always stood out to me, and that's um because has grown old, you know, she was a baby and started and so when she was little, you're we doing Passover and when we got to this part of the service, uh, like most kids, she doesn't like bitter things, and parsley was no better than horseradish. <laughs> it was just she didn't want to eat the, she didn't want to eat the parsley. And, and one Passover or there, she said, "No, I can't do it. I can't do it." I can't. You can almost picture her, you know. I can't. I can't eat that. It tastes horrible. And I'm explaining to her. I said, "Well, that's the point." It's our sin. You see, the, the reason you have to eat this is because you're a sinner. Mm. And she says, what if I don't sin? And I said, well, yeah, that would work. And, and I said, but you, but you got to make it a whole year. You think you could do that? And she said, yes, I will try. And so so I, I took the parsley and I put it in a little bag and put it on the table. Now, Passover is in the evening time, so I figured this shouldn't take that long. And I can't remember if it was the next day or whenever, but when she, when she messed up, I called her into the table. I know she's thinking and she's gonna get punished so we sat down at the table and i pull out the parsley and she goes oh and it was like every light Ching! Mm-hmm. and she understood that we are sinners and that we need jesus no matter how much we don't want to sin no matter how we try not to sin sin is going to come mm-hmm. and so we it's not just a cutesy thing we desperately need jesus yes. mm-hmm. and so that's one of my favorite uh passover memories we call those cory stories but those are uh those are the ones that bring mm-hmm. it. And it's, and it's just, on, again, a reminder. Passover, if you got
0: little kids, what a wonderful, wonderful time to introduce them to Jesus. Yeah. If I knew that I would have to eat a bag of cilantro <laughs> if I sinned, I <laughs> would, would never be, sin again. I would be so righteous. <laughs> so, now, now you know what to serve at your Passover, right there. There you go. You've got them paid. You must eat it. <laughs> All right. This has been a real special morning, but it's only part one. Part two tomorrow begins at 7 o'clock as Ray continues to teach on Passover. Everything is posted at the Victory Facebook page and the Risenstein Facebook page, including the notes, so you can follow along as Ray teaches on all of the links that are posted for the audio. And if you want Ray's teachings from previous talks on God's appointed feasts, that link is also on the post at the Facebook pages. Mm. And you'll see that Passover door picture that we've been talking about. I I did see it. You're right. It's a beautiful image you posted there. Uh, We've been talking about it for a few weeks since the Passover Easter message at church. And, of course, Ray just depicted it so well. And you pointed that out five years ago when you did the Psalms of Sense study Mm. with Beth Moore. Mm.